The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, boys and girls, and welcome to another episode of Circling the Bases, proudly a part of NBC Sports Edge. I'm your host, Colin Henderson. Joining me today, as always, Mr. Christopher Crawford. Chris, we are in peak football draft season. How's the teams coming? How are the teams shaping up? They're good, except for the league that I actually spend a, a decent amount of um, shekels on. Okay. It is Rebuild City. I did not have a draft pick until the twelfth round, um, so oh, it's going to be. It's yeah, it's going to be a long year. I, I sold out to win a few championships. I won four in seven years. So okay. this, so is, this, this is, is kind of the yeah. this is the flags fly for everything. You're yeah. going to have some rough years. I did make some trades though to uh, get up, you know, with some later picks to get some guys that I wanted. Like uh, I am all in on George Pickens. Like yeah, I think he's too. going to be a star. So I tr- I picked him in the fifth round and what how it works with our dynasty league is if you draft somebody in the third round you keep them in the second round if you draft somebody in the first round you can't keep them the next year uh and then our everybody rotates up right and then six through 20 is the um you keep uh based on how many points they scored the previous year so everybody drafted from seventh round to undrafted they end up getting keep kept in the sixth round which is a fun way to make sure that nobody gets to keep like Christian McCaffrey for 40 years. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it, it's a fun way to make. Jamar that, Chase it, was like an eight yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And because our our league is two quarterback as well, sometimes those guys will fall through the cracks and stuff like that. By the way, two quarterback leagues, not a huge fan of anymore. No go super, no go super flex, but it's going well. How about yourself? Good. Is that your main league? That is my main league. Yeah, okay. I have a couple of. I have like a minor league version of this league that I ran to kind of determine if we want right. people to come into our league. Um, Colin, when we're done, I'll show you the trade sheet that we've like. Oh, I very much would it, like to it, see that. It, it's very, very fun to see how many draft picks have been moved. <laughs> I, I believe that. Yeah. Um, no, I just started. I just did my main draft the other day. Have I told you the story of my main I don't, league? I don't think you have. Okay, to. well then kick up your feet for a second because I'm going to take <laughs> Okay, so this is a phenomenal fantasy league story um, with real-life implications. Okay. Um, let's start from the beginning on this. It, about, I don't know, I want to say 2011 or so, New Year's Eve party at my house back where I grew up in Jersey. 
all okay. the high school friends there. This is like freshman or sophomore, freshman year of college, give or take. So a couple, okay. fresh, a couple college friends also make the addition. Um, Picture painted. Yep. I meet this very cute girl. We shake hands as people do. And, yeah. you know, a, a shot of tequila might have fallen in between one of those hands. And anyways, <laughs> cut to me asleep on a couch, her right about here in the ar- in the old arm slot. Sure. And um, I'm not proud of this next point, but um, <laughs> I might have gotten a little tiny bit of sick on myself. Oh, it no. Was, uh, New Year's oh, Eve, no. 30 in the morning. Things it happened, happens. Right? Things it happens. Happens, right? Yeah. It was a different time. It was yeah. 2011. It was a oh, different boy. time. So, was it ever? Um, so, yeah, when that happens, you just, okay, never met this girl before. Never going to meet her again. Sure. Done. This is just a story now. So, yeah. About a year or so later, we start a fantasy football league with all of my high school friends. And one oh. of my friends says, uh, we were trying to like name the league and do all the rest of this stuff. And they go like, what is, like, what should we call it? And so I goes, hey, Colin, what was the name of that girl you got sick on like last <laughs> New Year's? Oh, I was no. like, I think her name was Gail. And from there, the quest Gail. for the Holy Gail began. Nice. Chris, you're already going to know where the story gets to, yeah, but yeah. people out there won't. So- we start this league about two years in. All of a sudden, that girl, Gail, starts to just suddenly exist everywhere in my life. In New York City. <laughs> in New York City. Yeah. We're, at the, we're at a Ranger game at the same small, time. Small quaint town, New York spot. City. Wow. Exactly. Just like a couple, like two, three million people, you know, like a, a small little town. Sure. Um, running into each other in like cities, we, in towns we don't know on Long Island that neither of us live in. Both underage on New Year on on Thanksgiving Eve night, just absolute nonsensical running into this person over and over and over again. Eventually, we go out. I, I ask her out for about a year and a half, like sixty percent because she's cute and fun, and like forty percent because I really wanted to win that league. And like, sure, <laughs> like, what, are you kidding me? Like, of course, I've got an inside track at this. I'm obviously going to go for it. She eventually says yes to a drink. And um, we're getting married in a year. So that is, it's a ridiculous story that has That's existed. Great. The harder part from all of this, though, was the me having to announce, hey, by the way, there's an entire fantasy league <laughs> in the background <laughs> that is entirely in your honor. That we oh, are, that there's great. a trophy. There is all of our team names are about you. Like this is, this, we're not, we're, there's nothing subtle about this. Um, she stuck with you. That did not go over well. I imagine um, She was slightly embarrassed okay. to say the least until yeah. one of her college friends, you know how you go to your friend and you just want to hear that echo. You just want to yeah. say like, yeah, can you believe yeah. this? And they're like, yeah, yeah. screw that guy. Um, her college friend was like, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. I oh. want a trophy named after me now. I didn't realize I did, but I want one. And sure enough, we've got that. So her that's only stipulation, great. she's good with it now. She's all pla- all happy, all the rest. Your only stipulation was I'm not allowed to put a photo of her on the trophy. Which okay. I said, I will adhere to so long as we are together. If okay. in the event that we break up, I got a photo from that New Year's Eve night yeah. that is ready to go on that trophy the second that we do. Know that that is the caveat. But you want to hear the funniest part, Chris, from all of this? Of course. Because all of this is hilarious. But <laughs> this is how I knew that there was something at least more going on. Um, finally agreed to go. She finally agrees to go out with me on a date. 
Okay. You get a drink. Date goes very well. We say goodbye. That Sunday, Jamal Charles to date it. Jamal Charles goes off for four <laughs> touchdowns in the first half of a game. I don't know if you sure. remember this game because man, I do. I yeah. do. Um, Jamal Charles was on the old Holy Gale team right here. So <laughs> I took a clear correlation and said, okay, nice. have to happen again. Man. I all but begged her to go out for a drink with me the next <laughs> week. She did not. She was busy, and uh, uh, I lost by four points in the final. And to this uh, day, I still blame her for that. But her fault. that the that's quest for the Holy Gale is in year 13, and nice. um, she's known about it for, I don't know, about seven years or so. Okay, so, nice. I think <laughs> the absolutely picture, ridiculous story. I think the picture thing is the closest thing you can have to a prenuptial agreement, basically. That's like, pretty that much is, it. That's, <laughs> that's where we draw the line. It. It's like, look, <laughs> so this is like mutually assured destruction. Like, you can break oh. it with me and go for it. Yeah. No, that photo is getting put on the trophy almost <laughs> immediately. That is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a really good one. I enjoy yeah. hearing all of the stories from that when we get married next year. Yeah, for uh, sure. Coming up on the show today, getting back to baseball, Chris and I will be discussing players to target and some to fade from teams that are deep in the postseason hunt. These teams are looking for postseason glory, and so are you. So hopefully we can help you locate some good talent to add for the stretch run or cut loose that player who won't get you over the finish line. But before we get to that... Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. Yes. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands by predicting what will happen in Major League Baseball, on the PGA Tour, NASCAR Circuit, and in the Premier League. We also have a special contest on Tuesdays and Thursdays called Battle of the Bets, where you can agree or disagree with our experts for a shot to collect some cash. And the NFL season is finally here, and the NBC Sports Predictor app is giving you two shots this week at winning a hundred grand by entering Sunday night's sevens free contest. The first is on Thursday by guessing what will happen between the Bills and the Rams as the teams usher in the 2020 season. Then on Sunday night, you'll have another chance when the Bucks face the boys. Oh, so if you don't fun. have the Predictor app, go download it now. 
So let's get to Colin. I have some breaking news before we get started. I love some of those. So so this will only be breaking news for about 15 people who listen to the podcast. Colin, did you do movie pass? I did. Okay. So they just announced the, that they, they were back a couple weeks ago, but they just announced email. They just announced what the beta app for the three cities and they are Chicago, Dallas, in Kansas City. We didn't make it, buddy. We didn't make we it? Didn't, we didn't make it, but we'll be rolling out for, soon. Have they I, changed the business plan? Because it didn't I, work before. I'm very it, curious how it suddenly works now. I, now, I hopefully uh, these guys are not sponsors of the podcast, but uh, Uncle Fufu, as my nieces call it, lost quite a bit of money investing in Helio and Matheson, which was the company that mm-hmm. ended up getting, I believe they call it whitelisted. Is that what they call it when yeah. they get removed from the uh, from the old market? Uh, the $2 stock that he bought quickly became a less than a penny stock. But MoviePass, that was the summer of my life. Getting to go, and I was like 37. This was not some 17-year-old oh, yeah. thing. Getting to go to one movie a day was the highlight of my summer life. Yeah, it was, like getting I, to go, I abused it. The yeah. worst business plan I think I've ever heard in my entire life, <laughs> mainly because I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to make it so, look, these guys, we're going to give you a great list of who is going to your movies, when they're going to mm-hmm. their movies, what they're data, interested baby. in, what they're – tons of data. But if the movie company tells you we are not interested in your data – it does not make sense to go through with your plan. I am so sorry to take this on a tangent, but I saw Movie Pass and I got so excited because I've never had a better summer being able to go. I saw everything, no matter how crappy it looked, no matter wow. how bad the reviews were, because it was free. It was after I got went and saw that first movie, yeah. the rest of them for that month were free and uh it was I even more free this. for us New York City people who have to drop like twenty seven dollars. So that was even. I was gonna. I know. I, was gonna I, say. I probably would have missed the movie pass email if it weren't for my mom gleefully calling me <laughs> to say like, "It's back! It's back!" That I, was her. I called my mom to tell her. That too. was her call. Movie pass. You are going to subscribe to the Circling the Bases podcast next year. I'm going to make dang sure. Of let's it. do it. Let's do it. I'll happily. I'll happily <laughs> hawk some movie pass. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about baseball now. All right. Let's do it. Let's start off with the Blue Jays here. A second here. Um, uh, obviously, this team streaking right now, getting very hot at the right time. Let's start with the, a player to target for me right off the bat, Kevin Biggio. Mm. Um, over Biggio's last six games, he has a 316 average with three home runs, five RBIs, five runs, and an OPS of 1.27. Keep in mind, he only has seven home runs on the year, three of them in his last six games. Available in 93% of leagues. Ooh. He plays in, I place eligible at three to four different positions as well, so he can fit on a lot of rosters. A nice pickup to have and available in a lot of leagues. Available in fewer leagues, but still equally as good If uh, from the starting pitching front. Uh, Rush Stripling has been great all year and is finishing really strong. Uh, over his last 14 starts dating back to June 6th, Stripling is 6-3 and three with a 2-5-2 ERA, with opposing batters only hitting 214 against him while striking out 65 and only walking 11. He's still available in 38% of leagues. He has been pitching extremely well. The idea that he's still somehow available in 38% of leagues surprises me considering how fast starting pitching gets snapped up when they start getting on a hot streak. He is on one now. Um, From now to the end of the year, Stripling, an ideal option for not only streaming, but potentially someone to just lock on your roster from now to the end. 
Yeah, I'd go with that as my pitching option as well. Uh, I'm going to go, for those of you who need help in catcher leagues, Danny Jansen has been mm-hmm. getting an awful lot of playing time as yes, of late, has. and he's been d- doing pretty well for it. He's eight for his last 25. He has a 320 average, a 433 slugging percentage, a couple of home runs. Like, not an elite option. I'm not dropping, like, a top six catcher for him. No, right. but if you're somebody who has just been kind of fumbling around, Alejandro Kirk has been great for most of the year, but he's been scuffling as of late. He is playing tonight in the uh, game against Baltimore, and by tonight we're talking about Tuesday. Danny Jansen has been on the field mm-hmm. a lot more often than he has not. So if you're looking for a little bit of catcher help, I think he makes a lot of sense. Especially in a world where Wilson Contreras just hits the 10-day IL. Yeah. Um, so you might be looking for catcher help right now. If so, if you've been riding him all year, uh, Jansen, a nice player to target there. Um, sticking with the Blue Jays, let's talk about someone we want to fade here. Look, Whit Merrifield is still on 76% of rosters, and I do not know why. <laughs> Over his last 14 games, he has started just eight of them. So just that in and of itself is an issue right up front. And he's hitting 160 with zero stolen bases and two RBIs. This is not a one-trick pony, but a two-trick pony in terms of batting average and stolen bases. And if he's not playing and he's not getting a batting average and he's not stealing bases, then why is he on three-quarters of fantasy rosters Lazy. There are plenty of other players out there. Take the name away. Whit Merrifield has not had a good season overall. It's not even like we're we're looking back at like fond Kansas City days. He wasn't having those beforehand. He was borderline droppable a couple months ago. Sure. So I think for me, hard fade on him. There are plenty of other options out there that I'd rather take a swing at. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, the guy I'm going to fade, and this one breaks my heart a little bit. This is the guy I picked to win the Cy Young Award at the beginning of the year. I'm kind of over Jose Barrios for the rest of the year, man. And he hasn't even actually pitched that poorly as of late, but he's just not missing bats whatsoever. And he's especially not missing bats with his fastball or his sinker or anything that is being thrown by Jose Barrios. It really just is not getting those strikeouts. It does have a fairly friendly matchup against a Texas team that is going nowhere and getting there very quickly. But I just can't trust Jose Barrios down the stretch, man. And when he's going to be going up against these American League East teams, these are big, big games. And, you know, we've seen success from him before, but he's just not been a good enough option for me to trust him when he's facing Tampa Bay and New York, as bad as New York has been, especially as of late. Yeah, no, he he has fallen, it's scary to say it, but he's falling more into the streaming category than he is the starter category yeah. just in the, from now till the end of the year. And remember, we're only talking about four weeks from now exactly. till the end of the season, four and a half exactly. weeks. Exactly. That's all we care about. In redraft leagues, this is what we're talking about. Like, just because the guy got you here, so to speak, and, you know, Berrios is not exactly the best example of that. We're going to get into a couple more of them in a bit, but... If just because somebody got you here does not mean they can get you over the finish line. And no, you that's are not point. contractually obligated to anyone on your fantasy roster in no. the redraft league. So no. there is no love lost when it comes to fantasy ad drops at this point in the year. Fair. Let's pop over to your Mariners a little bit. Um, speaking of players to target and the catcher spot, if you just lost Wilson Contreras, welcome Cal, Cal Raleigh. Big dumper. Um, big dumper, baby. Leads all MLB catchers with 22 home runs. Also has 52 RBIs and an OPS of 765. Available still in 81% of Yahoo leagues, which was surprising when I saw it. He's the best power catcher widely available. Look, yeah. his batting average isn't good. It's 202. All right. We're not we're not pretending otherwise. But from the catcher position, there's only about 
a, a handful of catchers that are giving you the batting average category anyways. If you're looking for power at this point in the year, Cal Raleigh is the guy to go grab if you need that catcher spot. So, um, and again, available in four out of five leagues is uh, is a great spot to be in. Yeah, I totally agree. That's, I mean, a lot of people are just going to look at his batting average and wonder what we're talking about. But, and yeah, he's not going to help a whole heck of a lot there, but he's been much better than that number. Got off to an atrocious yeah, start. Really and got, got sent down to AAA. And since coming back, he's been a big reason why the Mariners, and it's not just mm-hmm. his defense, like there is legit plus power in that bat. He would be a guy that I would be looking to get. Uh, from the pitcher side, I know he's not going to get a ton of save chances. If you're somebody who needs help in the strikeout rate, Andres Munoz needs to be on your roster, man. Go get like, it. He, he had a really poor outing against Cleveland about a week and a half ago. In fact, it was the only game they lost against mm-hmm. Cleveland in their seven games that they recently played against each other. So that makes his ERA over the last couple of weeks of 4.76. But this guy's an elite bat misser. And I – think long term this is a guy that we're going to be talking about as a top 10 reliever like you got to remember this is his first full season of major mm-hmm. league baseball and he has really impressed me if you're one of those people and it's so late in the season now that the rate stuff is really going to matter if you're one of those people who's playing in like a k9 league i want andre munoz on my roster for this final month for sure i'd happily take him if that's the case yeah um who i'm fading jesse winker it's just not yeah. been his year man it no. really hasn't for a guy who was coming off such a great year last year it just has not come to, together this time look right. he's still doing a good job of getting on base with 342 o- obp but he can't get his batting average over 220 this was a guy who was in the 270s last year over his last 16 games played he has a 173 average with two home runs and six rbis it just isn't coming together I'm I'm willing to punt on him from now to the end of the year for outfielders who are just a, a, at least giving you some version of a hot streak here. Uh, yeah. Still on 52% of rosters. So people are still holding on. I'm willing to cut bait at this point. I think you can find hotter outfielders out there, and I don't think there's a whole lot of people who are going to be actively snapping up Jesse Winker and the um, the very mediocre stats he's been putting up so far in 2022. Weaker's the obvious one here. It's just you can no longer, and we've seen. I think his roster share. You said fifty-one percent now. 51. I mean, this was a good, this was a guy that was like ninety-nine, one hundred to begin the year, and oh, it's just not put things together. He's helped you a little bit in on base percentage leagues. He's among the league leaders in walks. Yep. But outside of that category, he just not has not helped. And by the way, Mariner fans have grown quite frustrating because not only is he not hitting, he is just a wretched defensive player, yeah, like yeah. one of the worst defensive outfielders in baseball. I don't care what the metrics say, and I'm sure the metrics aren't pretty, but it is ugly to watch him base the butt, uh, catch the baseball. One person I'll also mention here, and he's owned, rost- excuse me, rostered in 90%. It has been a while since I said that O word. Logan Gilbert is someone you really need to pay attention to the mm-hmm. matchups with going forward because now he was very good in his last start, six innings of shutout baseball with nine strikeout. It came against double A Detroit. So you need to make sure you're paying attention to what's going on because Logan Gilbert has given up, if not the most hard contact of any starting pitcher in baseball as of late, it's right up there. And his percentage is real. It's his exit velocity and his, uh, his uh, hard hit rate are both beyond bad. Like there Mm -hmm. has been some luck in that 3.35 ERA. Not saying drop Logan Gilbert because he's a solid option against, Mm -hmm mediocre options but like 
So he's facing the White Sox tonight. It's too late to uh, do anything about that. But if he was facing Atlanta, Logan Gilbert is not in my starting lineup. No game. It's, it's yeah, not no going to happen for him. Like there's just not been enough swing and miss uh, swing and miss potential against anybody but Detroit. My goodness gracious, Detroit! That's my that is the real bad. start. Everyone, just everyone. That bad. is that is as bad of offense as I've seen in a long time. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's it's real bad. Yeah. Um, let's pop over to the Yanks here. Um, player to target. Look, the Yankees are struggling. Bar none right now. All right. There's not there's not much that is out there to target. But if you are in a holds league or if you are in a rate, obviously ratios being important, Jonathan Lewisica is starting to reemerge as sure. a as a valuable arm in the pen. Just two years removed from being one of the best relievers in the game, bar none. Mm-hmm. He's been stri- he's been striking of late. Over his last eleven games, he struck out nine. Um, with an ERA of 0.79, including a save and three holds. He has been getting more high-leverage situations with Aroldis Chapman still on the IL, with Clay Holmes back. But, I mean, the first, his first outing off the IL was almost a disaster. Yeah. Got out of the one, got out of a second one. Right now, he is still on very shaky terms. It would not surprise me with the Yankees needing wins if Loisaga were to potentially usurp a little bit of that role, maybe get a couple save opportunities. But even if he doesn't, the ratios look like they should be there. The holds should be there if you're in a holds league. He's a guy available in 91% of leagues that has the K9 that can really help you. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great call. The guy I was going to go with is the guy who's rostered double that, but still only still available in 83% of leagues. Lou Trevino has been really good as of late as well. Has struck out at least two batters in his last two appearances. You know, you look at his overall ERA, much of that has to do with the fact that he just did not handle that closing position with Oakland. Well, (laughs) maybe have to do with the fact that uh, you don't get the chance to close a lot of games when you're playing for the Oakland. Once every eight days will really help that. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm really uh, definitely a guy. If you're looking for rates, if you're looking for a nice whip and you're looking for, uh, a relatively low ERA. I think he should be fine down the year and definitely going to miss bats with his arsenal. I'll just get into fade because there's a lot of guys here that I kind of want to fade. Yeah. I want to ask you real quick. Just give me a yes or no answer here, Colin. Okay. How concerned are, and of course I say how concerned. Yeah. Do, give me a one through 10. That'll be better. Okay. Of the New York Yankees not winning the American League East. Four. Wow. Can you imagine saying no, four? No. If you had asked me this question two months ago, <laughs> yeah. I would have said negative a billion. Like yeah. I would have, I would have bet the house. Oh, it's um, amazing. I mean, it's like amazing. it's, it's a four. And fortunately, yeah. I think I was looking this up with a friend the other day, that three games against the Orioles, three games against the Blue Jays, three games against the Rays from now to the end of the year. Right. Um, so every team will have at least three opportunities. Orioles, not really in the conversation, but no. um, the Blue Jays and the, tw- and the, Rays are uh, right there. And the Rays will have three games to make a real shot at it. So yeah. um, it's really going to come down to those games. But I, I'm still pretty confident that the Yankees will have enough of a of a head start here to get to the finish line. But, boy, yeah. you asked me that two months ago. It's, it's a completely different answer. And, by the way, what you were just talking about is what's so great about my grandma's Seattle Mariners because those teams are going to cannibalize the hell out of each other. Yeah. And the Mariners don't play a team with a winning record after September 14th. 
Welcome to the American League West, yeah, baby. They, and they are definite. I mean, it is a <laughs> lock of locks now. Unless they – 2003 Detroit Tigers right. down the stretch. They are going to the postseason for the yeah, they first are. time. Don't say it. I Don't say it too loud, Christopher, all right? Don't say it too loud. I said it really loud on my Molly Watt Monday <laughs> show on Monday. They are going to the postseason. It's very cool. Now they got to get the four seed. By the way, next week we need to talk about – how stupid it is that they don't do reseeding for the postseason because oh, I agree with that. it gives a massive advantage to being the sixth seed instead of the five seed. Holy yeah. crap, is that a big mistake? Anyway, the guy I'm going to fade, I thought about DJ LeMahieu, who is two for his last 38 um, while heading, driving in all of one run. Uh, by the way, also does not have an extra base hit in 23 games. <laughs> so, a, you know, that's not that great. whole thing. Uh, I'm going to fade Glaber Torres, and yep. it's partially because he's been really bad as of late. It's also because if I'm the New York Yankees right now, I'm giving Oswald Peraza a shot. And Anthony Volpe, if he's the guy, I don't care about the service time stuff. You cannot care about the service time stuff. No, if he not, gives not you now. your best chance of winning the division and he just had a three-hit game, Either way, I don't think Labor Torres is the answer. He's just not been good enough as of late. Now, another guy who has not hit a home run in his last two weeks, doesn't provide stolen bases. I don't think he's worth being on a roster right now. He's already dropped down to the 72nd percentile. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's about 30 or 40% too high. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Look, he's not hitting enough right now for him to be on fantasy rosters, and he doesn't play good enough defense for him to be an everyday starter for the Yankees. So right. I completely agree with that. Since August 9th, he's hitting 167 with an, o- with an OPS of 445, four RBIs and seven runs scored. Like, and that's not that you, small of a sample size. No, it's, it's August 9th. We're almost at a month here. So yeah. uh, it, it makes no sense. He was he batted leadoff yesterday for reasons I don't understand either. But um, <laughs> you mentioned Peraza, who obviously is already on the team. Oswaldo uh, – Let's shoot. I'm, I'm blanking Cabrera. out his name now because Oswald, yes, Oswaldo Cabrera. Somebody's got to change Oswald their Peraza. gosh dang name, Boy, man. I, I, I am sorry. That was, lose it. it's so confusing to me. I am going to I already have Trevino it. and Trevino. I can't deal with Oswald <laughs> and Oswaldo, all right? I'm struggling right. enough it, as is. And it ends with an, it, it ends with similar last names as well, yeah, too. It's like, nonsense. It's, this is not a, uh, hey, Chris type of thing where it's like, exactly. oh, everybody has this name. Those are very similar names. And by the way, it's confused me with my cards as well because I hit a I first that. moment of the ladder that has not even close to the same type of value that Peraza does. I'm right. really intrigued by him. He'd be somebody that I'd be looking to add just because he can fly. Um, it's just a matter of whether or not he's going to get enough consistent playing time. And based That's on everything issue. we just talked about with Torres, yeah. he should. I mean, he should, but should Aaron, and Boone, well Aaron Boone is a yeah. loyal, loyal players manager, and yeah, you know what? It takes a lot for him to for him to start putting uh, somebody in the doghouse. Let's sure. talk about uh, let's talk about the Astros here a second. Um, player to target for me, Rafael Montero, mm. uh, closer for them. While well, closer currently, as Ryan Presley is on the IL, and he's done a phenomenal job while taking over the that lead back role. Five saves this past week. Um, Presley could return by the end of this week. So if so, obviously that maybe takes Montero and puts him down another peg into a setup mm-hmm. role. Um, but obviously if there were any re-injury or ineffectiveness upon Presley's return, Montero jumps right up into like maybe a top 10 closer from now to the end of the year. Um, and even if he falls back into the setup role, again, if you're in a holds league, great. If you're in a K per nine league, great. The ratio should all be there. 
Um, maybe even a couple opportunities to get some W's as well with the with that offense behind him. So available still in 46% of leagues. He's someone I think you can, if you're looking for any bullpen arm, you're looking for ratios, um, even for the next couple days before Presley gets back, you might be able, able to steal a save or two. So I think definitely someone to target until Presley is back. And we know that Presley is fully back. Yes, I absolutely agree. He can help you with the rates, even when Presley is going to be that stopper down the stretch. So Jeremy Pena is still available in 50% of leagues. Yep. And by still, I mean, like he was, he's fluctuated a bunch. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been great over the last couple of weeks. He's hitting 261, has not drawn a walk, which isn't my favorite thing in the world. And he hasn't hit a homer. I just think if you're looking for somebody in the middle infield help, it's hard for me to imagine there's a more talented option than Jeremy Pena. Mm-hmm. And it would be nice if he had a couple of positions he could play. Um, big, big believer in Pena long-term. I think there have been some real flashes of brilliance there. But if he's still available in your league and you had somebody like Labor Torres or something like that that is currently playing in your middle infield spot, I'd much rather have Jeremy Pena down the stretch than somebody like Torres. 100%. I would take Pena over Torres 10 out of 10 days. Yeah. Uh, let's pop over to the central. I was trying to think of like, oh, what is the team in the central that I want to pick out? But you know what? <laughs> They're all like 500 ball clubs. So yeah. I don't like any part of that. So I just threw the entire central into one. Um, yeah. Who are you targeting in the central to potentially uh, take this? I mean, it's, 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 it's some rough doing. You know, I'll start off with this one. Um, okay. Let's go with AJ Pollock, uh, okay. who, a, a player who I continually like both real life and fantasy, just never really able to put together like a full performance from start to finish, but available still in 76% of leagues. So widely available uh, over his last 12 games. And this is where he's, he's streaking right now over his last 12 games, hitting 286 with an OPS of 919, hitting four home runs and driving in eight runs. And he has at least one hit in 11 of those 12 games. And he has played all 12 games in a row. So, you know what, if we're looking for at bats, we're looking for a streaking player right now, um, especially one who's shown off a power stroke, four home runs in 12 games. You'll take that every day of the week. So I, I think right now, if you're looking for someone to potentially grab a hot bat, AJ Pollock doing the work right now. Um, I mean, meanwhile, meanwhile, oh, oh, so, no, you go for it. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I will say again, we're talking about rate stuff. So you're going to hear us mention some guys that normally we wouldn't be uh, suggesting to you. Yon Duran is available in an awful lot of leagues for a pitcher that has given up, I believe like one earned run since like July 13th. He's been excellent. Now the problem of course is, is the fact that he just doesn't get save chances, especially after the Jorge Lopez trade. Once again, Baltimore, I'm mad at you, Um, but he's a guy, especially in hold leagues, he's up to 18 holds now. um, Who's excellent. He's also a guy who works multiple innings. Sometimes he threw one and two thirds in their win over Chicago on September 4th. Like, again, you would prefer to have somebody who's getting saved, but the chances are that every closer that is going to get saves is not available in your league right now. So you might as well get somebody who's going to get multiple strikeouts in his relief appearances more often than not an FIP of 2.72 in his rookie year, an ERA of 1.82. That will certainly play a guy I'd rather have in my, on my roster than say some back end starter that you're hoping gets to pitch well against the Royals or Tigers. Yeah. Plus he threw like a 102 mile an hour stinker. And that was ridiculous ridiculous to watch. I don't know how anybody touches that (laughs) for the amount of movement that it had. Um, Fading. Let's stick on the, let's stick on the bump. Tyler Maley. 
placed on the IL with right shoulder inflammation on Sunday, had just returned from the IL with the same injury. I don't know. I mean, again, take 15 days from now puts you, or from Sunday puts you at what? The, the 19th of the month, even if he comes back and is healthy and is ready to go after 15 days, are you 100% trusting what you're going to get out of his arm with, with that spot? I'm not. So unless I have multiple IL spots where maybe I can like sit him there and it's no harm, no foul for him to be there, sure. But if you're running out of IL spots, if you've got other guys on there that you value more, Tyler Maley can be dumped right now. I just don't know if you're going to get enough value from him from now till the end of the year after basically two different IL stints, both with shoulder inflammation in his throwing arm. Yeah, there's just no way that I can count on him down the stretch. And it's probably at that time of year where either you have more than a couple of guys that you want to put in that IL spot. And I just don't think you can count on him. I'm going to go instead of another fade, I'm going to go positive because I meant to bring this guy up earlier. Since Elvis Andrews joined the White Sox, he has been really, really good. Yeah, yeah. And boy, he just has killed my grandma's Seattle Mariners for his entire career. I joked that he has 1,970 hits and 1,972 of them have come against the Mariners somehow. Like he has just killed that team. But he's been really good against everybody else. He's actually at three home runs over the last two mm-hmm. weeks. A guy who has not exactly been known for his power as of late, 17 for 54. And he's going to hit consistent playing time and been hitting a lot at the top of that lineup especially against left-handed pitchers i think he's really interesting and i believe he is available now still in 89 percent of leagues so yeah definitely a guy if you're looking for that middle infield help elvis andrews to me i think makes a lot of sense let's pop over to the national league now and let's start with the let's let's start with the phillies okay um obviously they are Sitting, they are fighting for that sixth playoff spot right now. They are very engaged. Let's talk about players to target and fade. Uh, I'm targeting Bryson Stott nice. over his last 18 games, hitting 286 with an OPS north of eight, hitting two home runs and scoring seven with three stolen bases. So you like a little bit two home runs, three stolen bases in 18 games. You like those spots. He's getting more opportunities towards the top of the lineup, which is always welcome. They did just lose Castellanos to the IL, which does hurt that cause. But I think that just means Stott continues to just populate a spot somewhere near the top of the lineup. And if so, he is a guy available in 85% of leagues can help you down the stretch. Yeah, that would be my call too. I I really like Stott. I've been very impressed. It's nice to see guys who get off to poor starts and we don't want to see players get off to poor starts, obviously, but especially for a rookie player to be as bad as he was to start the year and get sent down to AAA, clearly has figured some stuff out. And again, middle infield help and eligible at second base and shortstop. Um, Somebody, this guy is, I mean, we got to be talking about really desperate for help here a little bit, but Matt Veerling has been really good as of late. He's 12 for his last 37. And what I like about Matt Veerling is first base, third base, and outfield. So if mm-hmm. you're somebody who is like playing in one of those leagues where like there just are not a ton of options available, somebody who's playing well and should get some decent playing time, especially because of the Castellano situation, I would imagine Matt Veerling is going to play I more think so as well. than he was. And he's taken mostly taking advantage of it. Not a guy who's going to hit for a ton of power. Um but I could see some running, and I love the fact that he's eligible to play three positions. I love having guys on the bench regardless, but especially for the final month, having that versatility can be pretty big. Yeah, he's a nice deeper league guy there. You know, if you're looking for anything on the corners or the outfield, that's a nice spot. Yeah, sure. Um, fading, 
Thor, Noah Syndergaard. Yeah. I just, just, it's, it's, you want to talk about something just not coming together. No. Uh, still somehow on 67% of rosters. I, I understand that his name is Noah Syndergaard. I remember 2015 yeah. Thor, yeah. but he ain't 2015 anymore. Um, no. He just does not miss bats. He has 85 strikeouts and 115 innings pitched. That is, that is a journeyman. That's a journeyman fifth starter. That's not, the guy that you remember having a K per nine of like 13 from the starting spot. No. Um, since arriving in Philly at the deadline, he has a 4.63 ERA with hitters batting over 300 against him. And he's only struck out 21 hitters in 35 innings. Look, yeah. unless he happens to run into an absolute just cushion of an offense, you know, in Oakland or Detroit or Cincinnati, unless he falls into one of those, no, thank you. No one synagogue yeah. can be on, on somebody else's team or he can be on the waivers, but he's not going to be on mine. I mean, he's the definition of you're paying a penalty for his name brand. His name. Uh, that yeah. is, that is paying name. entirely yeah. why he's available, rostered in 67% of leagues. Despite the fact he just doesn't miss bats like he did before. That just it's, And it may come in the coming years, but it's 2022. It's right now, and he just has not put the swing and miss stuff. He'd be definitely the guy – that I would put. I would also mention too, um, Kyle Gibson. You got to be really careful with matchups yeah, down the stretch here. Too. He got shellacked in his last start, and there's just a, a real opportunity for that when you're again, mm-hmm. you don't miss a ton of bats. If he's yep. facing off against the Pirates, or he's facing off against, um, you know, Colorado at home, you know, that type mm-hmm. of thing. Sure, I would consider Kyle Gibson. But if he's facing like the big boy teams of the American League East, and there are some real Real good teams in the American, excuse me, in the National League East. There's some good teams in the American League East too, by the way. Um, so I wasn't wrong, but I it was not definitely what I meant. Uh, but yeah, Kyle Gibson is somebody. He's he's still rostering 43. I'm surprised by that. I would assume that would be a much lower number for a guy who is not exactly swinging Miss McGee, but definitely taking a look to see who he's facing before he's in my starting lineup. A uh, team that is not fighting for the postseason, the Dodgers. Let's talk about them a second here. I, I, think very, I think they'll yeah, get I in. I think they'll get in. I think they're going to get in? Yeah. You heard it here first. Um, let's, I mean, honestly, with this team being as good as they are, it's, it's actually kind of difficult to find players to target because they're all on people's rosters already. Yeah. But let's talk about Trace Thompson here. Um, has had a very nice season for a 31-year-old journeyman outfielder for deeper leagues or NL-only leagues. Uh, Trace Thompson has been very nice. Um, 266 with eight homers and 31 RBIs on the year, an OPS of 869. Over his last 14 games, he has nine starts, which is important because one of the issues with him was just getting playing time, but he's getting some now. Um, Over his last 14 games, he's hitting 297 with three homers, nine RBIs, and an OPS north of one. Available still in 96% of leagues. Um, I'll take any part of this offense I can get. And if you're desperate for offensive help, Trice Thompson is getting starts at that is getting starts for the Dodgers. And that is worthwhile in fantasy. Yeah, I I think it's, you know, and they're playing their lineup and moving things around to get him into the lineup right now, which is something that feeding him in. Yes, exactly. That's a great way to put it. Joey Gallo is still available in 74% of leagues. Again, if you are in even a, competition for the batting average category just ignore everything i'm about to say but joey gallo has just looked so much better with the dodgers i know he's going through some things a little bit right now but overall he just looks 
so much closer to that player we saw when mm-hmm. he was with Texas. Yep. If you need help in the power category or if you play in an on-base percentage league, that there is helpful. zero reason that Joey Gallo should be uh, still available in leagues because Agreed. he can help you in both of those categories for sure. Uh, meanwhile, I'm fading a guy who I alluded to a little bit earlier, a guy who got you here, but I don't think is going to be able to get you over the line, and that's Tony Gonsolin. Look, yeah. he's been special all year, a 16-1 and record with a 2.1 ERA. You, you couldn't have told me that at the beginning of the year and convinced me that that was ever going to be the case sitting here on September 6th. But he is currently injured due to a forearm injury, yet to throw off a mound on the IL. He might not make it back in time to make a real difference for your fantasy roster. And like I said, just because he got you here does not mean he is undroppable. Like no. if, if, if you are hurting for IL spots and you have players who are going to make it back within the next week or so, those are the players you keep on your IL and Tony Gonsolin can hit the wire. It's not fun at this point, but I just don't see, I mean, you might get two, maybe three starts from Gonsolin to the end of the year. And that might be very abbreviated starts because they don't really need him to go the distance. They just need him to go five innings and ideally, and then hand the ball off to their pen because they're not worried about the postseason at all. So I just don't see in the regular season, I don't see Tony Gonsolin being a, a big factor from now till the end. Um, so I would say that he is definitely someone I would fade. Why do you hate Tony Gonsolin, man? I, I, I will say I have not, <laughs> I have not liked talking so much negative about Tony Gonsolin this year. And I will openly admit, I thought the wheels were going to fall off a while ago and he has no. been phenomenal. Yeah. He's so been awesome. yeah. he's been absolutely awesome. And Although he's I will really... say I might be getting a little bit of uh late season rightness and just the sense that maybe this injury is just because he's thrown a hundred oh, sure. that he's ever thrown before. Yeah. So this is always a little bit of my fear. I just assumed it was just going to be arm tiredness and time management and pitch management and stuff like that. But obviously injuries can pop up as well. For sure. And I will say that the, the most recent update on Tuesday uh, this afternoon, Colin, if you already said this, I'm sorry, um, but he did play catch. And, yep. but they also acknowledge that he's not progressing as quickly as they hope. Mm-hmm. So that is not a great sign. I'll just also mention Andrew Heaney and, you know, I like Andrew Heaney. I think he was an excellent signing. The Dodgers know what they're doing. <laughs> Big shocker here that the team what has else won as many yeah. games, but uh, did give up four home runs in his last starts. And I do think he is of those Dodgers starters, the most volatile i guess would be the word for it like he's the, he's, the, he's the guy who's the most likely yeah. to have a clunker I, I i have confidence in those rest of those guys and giving you like a six inning four and four run start he also struck out eight in that start so he wasn't absolutely abhorrent he just couldn't keep the ball in the ballpark but andrew heaney is somebody you know like he's facing off against san diego there's a little bit of risk with that reward as well so i mean again the dodgers are so good i am just so happy and I, I, if I jinx this one, I'll actually be mad. It looks like that they are no longer in contention to beat the 2001 Mariner record. And I was really nervous about that for a little while. You know what? Just because you said it. Yeah. Uh, if, if, you know what? If you go 29 and three down the stretch, which I think about what they need to Is do. That what I know. Have to do? Okay. Yeah. Then you're probably, then I, you're probably I, fine. Yeah. But dude, it was for a while there, they only needed to go like 32 and six or something like that. Yeah. And now only 32 and six. Like, yeah. That's, it would help if good, someone was pushing them yeah, for either yeah. the division or the one seed. Yes, um, exactly. Unfortunately now with them, they have absolutely no 
need or desire to put their foot on the gas pedal anymore. Nah, they've they've accomplished too much. 117 wins. They this is a team that anything but a World Series win is going to be considered a disaster. Is exactly. Yeah. It's it's the Yankee mindset for the Dodgers this year, no question. Um for let's sure. run through a couple, let's run through a couple teams just quick here as we're kind of pushing up against the time. Yeah. Uh Mets Adam Adovino has been excellent. He's been absolutely excellent for basically the entire part of the year. Um, a 2-1-4 ERA, uh, 18 holds, and a 5-3 record. Over his last 13 games, he has a 1.38 ERA with three saves and 17 strikeouts and 13 innings. Available in 84% of leagues, he's looked really good. Um, and again, if there ever is a day where Edwin Diaz is not getting the closing, the, the save, Adovino is going to get it. Meanwhile, Carlos Carrasco, while has been pretty good overall on the year, just returned from an oblique injury that kept him out 20 days, did not look sharp in his first game back, throwing only 54 pitches, um, giving up five earned runs or five unearned runs, one earned. Um, his next four games, if he stays on schedule, at Miami and versus Pittsburgh, which you like, but then at Milwaukee and at Atlanta, which I don't like as much. So... Um, maybe again, Carrasco, you could use for the next start or two, and you can kind of see where he goes. Cause both of those are cushier matchups, but I don't like him long-term and I could take those two starts and then happily let him hit the waivers. Yeah. Uh, you stole mine. So I'm going to move on to Atlanta. Is that okay? Yeah, hit it. Okay. Mike Soroka just threw a really quality start from everybody that I talked to in uh, rehab on Saturday, uh, five strikeouts over four scoreless innings. Through 61 pitches, there's no guarantee that he's going to get the call up. If he does, I want him on my roster. And he's still he's already been at, added in 37% of leagues. So it sounds like people are starting to get a little bit of an idea here that Mike Soroka is somebody who could make an awful lot of sense for a really good team that could provide run support. Again, zero guarantee that he's going to make his debut this yep. year. But the fact that he's pitching in AAA and they had him throw 61 pitches in that they're building up his arm strength. Yeah, that, that, could be a really, yeah. that could be a really interesting option. And then, you know, we've talked about like some relievers who don't get saves. And yet I'm going to say Raciel Iglesias is someone to fade here. He's still available in, in 20% of leagues. He's rostered in 80%. I think a lot of people are holding out hope that he's going to start getting saves. It's not going to happen. When? He is not when? going when is to that be yeah. that now definitely could happen going forward because sure. of the amount of money that he's being paid. But it's not going to happen in 2022. And nope. he is not some gutty who strikes out like um, 15 to 16 batters per inning or something like crazy amount like that. So if you are somebody who if you if he's on your roster and you see a matchup you really like or something like that, I think it's more than fair to say that Iglesias can be that guy you drop for someone you like. I completely agree with that. Also, I'm fading Marcelo Zuna here as well. No firm everyday role anymore. Only three games since August 21st. Still on 40% of Yahoo rosters. No, nah, I'm okay with that. I'm going to get um, in trouble and say I'm fading him as a human being. Well, that that too. But I am I, from a fantasy standpoint, Ozuna does I, not need to be on any I'm rosters sorry, moving Colin. forward. I just sometimes say things and I regret it afterwards. But Marcelo Zuna, you're your- a poopy pants. There you go. Let's talk Padres here. Uh, Hassan Kim is is going to get starts pretty much every single day for them. Um, yep. With Tati suspended over his last eighteen games, he's hitting three thirteen with twenty hits, one home run, nine RBIs, and a stolen base. Available in eighty percent of leagues, he's someone that can play at multiple positions in the middle infield, and like I said, is getting basically every day at bats. You like that? And for a fade, Mike Clevenger. 
just does not look like Mike Clevenger this year. Maybe he can put it together for next year, but uh, he does have a 1.17 whip, which is totally fine, but 77 strikeouts in 88 innings. He's not getting the strikeouts like we're used to seeing from him. And here's his lineup from now till the end of the year. Dodgers, Arizona, St. Louis, Dodgers. I mean, outside of the Arizona one, I want no part of him. So Clevenger can be waived for me uh, unless I absolutely need him. Yeah, um, I'm going to wave Marcelo Zuna again. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Uh, Sean Manaya has been yeah. wretched over his yeah, last couple of starts. Bad. And they also announced that they are going to skip his next turn in the rotation. Um, he has given up a bunch of runs. If just looking at his last two starts, 13.50 and 16.62 were the ERAs of those two starts. I don't think you have to be a sabermetrics expert to know that that's really really bad. He's not missing bats. I think that he is somebody that you're basically going to have to get that terrible matchup for to actually end up putting him in your league. He was a very solid option, but that ERA is already up to 5.27. And we have seen with Sean Manaya good, real good. With Sean Manaya bad, what we're talking about right now. Real bad. Yeah. All right, let's finish up with the Cardinals real quick. And I have to do it because why not? Uh, Albert Pujols is very fantasy relevant, boys and girls, and people don't want to admit it, but oh, he is. so great. Um, look, he won't be an everyday player. He's got an OPS of 860 so uh, on the year. This isn't like a, over the last 10 games. Like This is on the year. He's got an OPS of 860, 16 home runs and 43 RBIs. He won't be an everyday player. He's going to play, obviously, against lefties and softer-throwing righties. But if the Cardinals wrap up this division soon, I'm pretty sure they're up by about 8.5 entering Tuesday today. Um, he could play every day if they if they wrap up this division and they're pushing him to get to seven home seven hundred home runs. It's very possible his at bats could get an uptick. Uh, still available in sixty three percent of leagues. I think he is still very fantasy worthy. Uh, also, it would be great if you won your fantasy title with Pujols on your roster. Oh. That just feels doesn't that feel nice and warm? So um, does. does he get and it? Meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm fading Jose Quintana. Uh, mm. I know other people have liked him out there. I, I he is the definition of a, all right, if I need a spot start, but he has not pitched more than five and two thirds innings since August 10th over his last four starts. He's given up 12 runs, eight of them earned despite facing Cincinnati, Arizona, and Colorado in three of his starts. He's pitching against Washington tonight, which obviously I would assume that people will go out there and grab, but his remaining schedule from now to the end of the year is not ideal. I am, I am perfectly okay with Quintana not being on my team. Real quick, does Pujols get to 700? I'm going to say yes because I yeah. think they're going to force feed enough at bats to him oh, at the yeah. end of the year. If, and this, could, if that division was closer, I would say no. But the fact that I think they could wrap it up within the next week or so, essentially, I, I think that gives them enough of an op- uh, of a landing strip. The hardest part will be 699 to 700. Yeah, that, that will be the hardest part, and I need like a week of at bats for him to get that home run. I think he's going to need a multi homer game in one of these games in order that to get help. it. But I do help. think, I do think he's going to get it. Um, you hit, you hit the nail on the head for the guy that I'd be fading in Quintana. So Jack Flaherty is actually still rostered in 71% of mm-hmm. league. So it feels a little bit cheating, but really good in his last start. Uh, yeah. Limited the nationals to one run again, the nationals, not a great lineup to be facing, but the big thing here was top down at 97 miles per hour on his yeah. fastball. And he averaged 94 with it. And if he can maintain that velocity, Good things are going to happen. Also, his next matchup is against the Pirates. That's a very friendly matchup. 
The NL Central offers plenty of friendly matchups. Mm-hmm. You got to be cognizant of his health, but again, there's so little time here. I'd much rather have Jack Flaherty available for me to be on my roster than on somebody else's roster because we have seen that, that when Jack Flaherty is at his best, and it's not like he is some 38-year-old veteran right. guy. There's still plenty left in the far, in the tank. Hopefully that uh, you know that he can stay healthy. There's an awful lot to like about him, and he could be a real helper for the postseason. I mean, I think he could be a league winner if he happens to come back and, and, and get you something good. Remember, this is a guy who pre-injury was getting drafted early, like like yeah. in the fifth, sixth round of a sure. lot of drafts, and then obviously yep. got injured and, and stopped. Yeah. But like people have been holding him on their IL for basically the entire year, and I right. hope that if you did and you're somehow still in the in the playoff chase, that he can hopefully be that thing that finally pushes you over the edge. For sure. But that just about finishes up our show for today. If you enjoyed it, then make sure you are subscribed wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss an episode in the future. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to rate and review us. Love those five stars. And while you're at it, be sure to follow NBC Sports Edge on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch to be informed of all all of our live shows, Q&As, segments, articles, and more so you can stay up to date on everything around the league and join us on the action. You can follow me on Twitter at Lie, and you can follow Chris at Crawford underscore M-I-L-B. Be sure to tune back in Friday morning for DJ and Drew as they will have a fresh new episode for you as you look to secure that championship, so make sure you don't miss it. Until then, good luck with your playoff pushes and football drafts. Stay safe out there, and as always, thanks for listening. I'm fading, I'm adding, I'm everything, Tom Smith. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.